Today is the 5th of August 2019. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to explore what it means to have a regular rhythm of worship together. I really do hope you've had a good weekend. It's Monday, start of a new week for us. And if you're joining us for the very first time, let me explain that each episode follows a really simple pattern of prayer, scripture and music. So having explained how it all works, let's start today's leg of walking the way with our opening prayer. Let's pray, shall we? Loving God, as we gather in the harbour of your safety, we thank you for fellowship and family. We ask that you will strengthen us, restore us and inspire us with your love. Lord, fill us with your peace, so that as we journey onwards through this week, we would be able to pour out your love and grace to others. We ask that our souls would catch the wind of your Spirit, so that we can take your promises to all the earth. Amen. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And in today's Bible readings, we see that Rehoboam becomes king, and we see Jesus calming the storm. But we'll see you on the other side. Let's ask God to speak to us through the scriptures this morning. Father, we ask that you would prepare our hearts as we read scripture today. Open our hearts and minds to the mysteries and truths that are hidden within its pages. And may we discover a clarity of understanding within your word that was hidden from us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Our Bible readings this week are taken from the God's Word translation, and we begin with 1 Kings 9. Solomon finished building the Lord's temple, the royal palace, and everything else he wanted to build. Then the Lord appeared to him a second time as he had appeared to him in Gibeon. The Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer for mercy that you made to me. I have declared that this temple that you have built is holy, so that my name will be placed there forever. My eyes and my heart will always be there. If you will be faithful to me as your father David was, with a sincere and upright heart, do everything I command and keep my laws and rules, then I will establish your royal dynasty over Israel forever, as I promised your father David when I said, you will never fail to have an heir on the throne of Israel. But if you and your descendants dare to turn away from me, and do not keep my commandments and laws that I gave you, and follow and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut Israel out of the land I gave them, I will reject this temple that I declared holy for my name. Israel will be an example, and an object of ridicule for all the people of the world. Everyone passing by this temple, as impressive as it is, will be appalled. They will gasp and ask, Why did the Lord do these things to this land and this temple? They will answer themselves, They abandoned the Lord their God who brought their ancestors out of Egypt. They adopted other gods, worshipped and served them. That is why the Lord brought this disaster on them. It took Solomon twenty years to build the two houses, the Lord's house and the royal palace. When King Solomon had finished, he gave King Hiram of Tyre twenty cities in Galilee. Hiram had supplied Solomon with as much cedar and cypress lumber and gold as he'd wanted. Hiram left Tyre to see the cities Solomon gave him, however they didn't please him. What kind of cities have you given me, brother, he asked. So he named the region of Kabul, good for nothing. They still called that today. Hiram had sent the king nine thousand pounds of gold. This is the record of the forced labourers, whom Solomon drafted to build the Lord's house, his own house, the Milo, the walls of Jerusalem, and the cities of Hazar, Megiddo, and Giza. The king of Egypt captured Giza, burnt it down, and killed the Canaanites living there. Then he gave it to his daughter, Solomon's wife, as a wedding present. So Solomon rebuilt Giza, Lower Beth Horon, Balath, Tadmor in the desert inside the country, and all the storage cities he owned. He also built cities for his chariots, cities for his war horses, and whatever else he wanted to build in Jerusalem, Lebanon, or the entire territory that he governed. The Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites had been left in the land because the Israelites had not been able to claim them for God by destroying them. They were not Israelites, but they had descendants who were still in the land. Solomon drafted them for slave labor. They are still slaves today. But Solomon didn't make any of the Israelites slaves. Instead, they were soldiers, officials, officers, generals, and commanders of his chariots and his cavalry units. These were the officers in charge of Solomon's projects, 550 foremen for the people who did the work. Pharaoh's daughter moved from the city of David to the palace that Solomon had built for her. Then he built the Milo. Three times a year, Solomon sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings on the altar he built for the Lord. He burnt them on the altar that, it was, in the, that was in the Lord's presence, and he finished the temple. 
Solomon also built a fleet near the Red Sea coast of Ezion-Geber by Elath in Edom. Hiram sent his own servants who were experienced seamen with the fleet. Along with Solomon's servants they went to offer, got 31,500 pounds of gold, and brought it to King Solomon. 2 Chronicles 10 Rehoboam went to Shechem, because all Israel had gone to Shechem to make him king. Jeroboam, Nebat's son, was still in Egypt where he had fled from King Solomon. When he heard about Rehoboam, he returned from Egypt. Israel sent for Jeroboam, and they invited him back. Jeroboam and all Israel went to Rehoboam and said, Your father made us carry a heavy load. Reduce the hard work and lighten the hard burden he put on us, and we will serve you. He said to them, Come back the day after tomorrow. So the people left. King Rehoboam sought advice from the older leaders who had served his father Solomon while he was still alive. He asked, What do you advise? How should I respond to these people? They told him, If you are good to these people and try to please them by speaking gently to them, then they will always be your servants. But he ignored the advice the old leaders gave him. He sought advice from the young men who had grown up with him and who were serving him. He asked them, What is your advice? How should we respond to these people who are asking me to lighten the burden my father put on them? The young men who had grown up with him answered, This is what you should tell them. My little finger is heavier than my father's whole body. If my father put a heavy burden on you, I will add to it. If my father punished you with whips, I will punish you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came back to Rehoboam two days later as the king had instructed them. The king answered them harshly. He ignored the older leader's advice. He spoke to them as the young man advised. He said, If my father made your burden heavy, I will add to it. If my father punished you with whips, I will use scorpions. The king refused to listen to the people because the Lord was directing these events to carry out the promise he had made to Jeroboam, Nebat's son, through a hijack from Shiloh. When all Israel saw the king refused to listen to them, the people said to the king, What share do we have in David's kingdom? We won't receive an inheritance from Jesse's son. Everyone to his own tent, Israel. Now look after your own house, David. So all Israel went home to their own tents. But Rehoboam ruled the Israelites who lived in the cities of Judah. Then King Rehoboam sent Hadorim to the Israelites. He was in charge of forced labor, but they stoned him to death. So King Rehoboam got in his chariot as fast as he could and fled to Jerusalem. Israel had rebelled against David's dynasty to this day. Matthew 8 When Jesus came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. A man with a serious skin disease came and bowed down in front of him. The man said to Jesus, Sir, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out, touched him and said, I am willing, so be clean. Immediately his skin disease went away and he was clean. Jesus said to him, Don't tell anyone about this, and said, Show yourself to the priest. Then offer the sacrifice Moses commanded as proof to the people that you are clean. Jesus went to Capernaum. A Roman army officer came to beg him for help. The officer said, Sir, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said to him, I'll come to heal him. 
the officer responded. Sir, I don't deserve you come into my house, but just give a command and my servant will be healed. As you know, I'm in a chain of command, and I have soldiers at my command. I tell one of them go, and he goes, and another come, and he comes. I tell my servant do this, and he does it. Jesus was amazed when he heard this. He said to those who were following him, I can guarantee this truth. I haven't found faith as great as this in anyone in Israel. I can guarantee that many will come from all over the world. They will eat with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. The citizens of that kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness. People will cry and be in extreme pain there. Jesus told the officer, Go, what you believed will be done for you. And at that moment the servant was healed. When Jesus went to Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law in bed with fever. Jesus touched her hand and the fever went away, so she got up and prepared a meal for him. In the evening, people brought him many who were possessed by demons. He forced the evil spirits out of people with a command and cured everyone who was sick. So what the prophet Isaiah had said came true. He took away our weaknesses and removed our diseases. Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he ordered his disciples to cross to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. An expert in Moses' teaching came to him and said, Teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes, and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to sleep. Another disciple said to him, Sir, first let me go bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. Jesus' disciples went with him as he left in the boat. Suddenly a severe storm came across the sea. The waves were covering the boat, yet Jesus was sleeping. So they woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to die. Jesus said to them, Why do you cowards have so little faith? Then he got up, gave an order to the wind and the sea, and the sea became very calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. When he arrived in the territory of the Gadarenes on the other side of the Sea of Galilee, two men met him. They were possessed by demons and come out from the tombs. No one could travel along the road because the men were so dangerous. They shouted, Why are you bothering us now, son of David? Did you come here to torture us before it is time? A large herd of pigs were feeding in the distance, and the demons begged Jesus, If you're going to force us out, send us into that herd of pigs. Jesus said to them, Go. The demons came out and went into the pigs. Suddenly the whole herd rushed down the cliff into the sea and died in the water. Those who took care of the pigs ran into the city. There they reported everything, especially about the man possessed by demons. Everyone from the city came to meet Jesus. When they saw him, they begged him to leave their territory. Ecclesiastes 4 Next, I turn to look at the acts of oppression that make people suffer under the sun. Look at the tears of those who suffer. No one can comfort them. Their oppressors have all the power. No one can comfort those who suffer. I congratulate the dead who have already died rather than the living who still have to carry on. But the person who hasn't been born yet is better off than both of them. He still hasn't seen the evil that is done under the sun. 
then I saw that all hard work and skillful effort comes from rivalry. Even this is pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. A fool folds his hands and wastes away. One handful of peace and quiet is better than two handfuls of hard work and of trying to catch the wind. Next I turned to look at something pointless under the sun. There are people who are all alone. They have no children or other family members, so there is no end to all the hard work they have to do. Their eyes are never satisfied with riches, but they never ask themselves why they are working so hard and depriving themselves of good things. Even this is pointless and a terrible tragedy. Two people are better than one because together they have a good reward for their hard work. If one falls, the other can help his friend get up. But how tragic it is for the one who is all alone when he falls. There was no one to help him get up. Again, if two people lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person keep warm? Though one person may be overpowered by another, two people can resist an opponent. A triple-braided rope is not easily broken. A young man who is poor and wise is better than an old foolish king who won't take advice any longer. A young man came out of prison to rule as king, even though he'd been born in poverty in that same kingdom. I saw all living people moving about under the sun. They sided with the second young man, the king's successor. There was no end to all these people, every one whom he led. But those who will come later will not be happy with the successor. Even this is pointless. It's like trying to catch the wind. We're going to have our second piece of music just to give us some time to think about the bits of scripture that have caught our attention. And after music, we'll say our prayers for the day and the time of the year.
before we say our prayers for the day, just a reminder that if you'd like us to pray with you, then drop us a line through the usual channels. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email. Check the show notes for the contact details. There are links there. Click the link and it'll take you to whatever you need to do. Today, can we remember the family of Peter Gummer? Peter was a member of the armed forces. Um, he died recently and he's being buried today. So if we can remember the family of Peter Gummer. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, you could have shut your ears to our groaning, your eyes to our bleeding, your heart to our tears. You could have left us to live with our choices, our death-dealing, our cries of crucify him. But you are the great lover, the caring creator, the good shepherd, the mighty saviour. In Jesus you entered our darkness, walking among us with words of love, breathing forgiveness, defeating our demons with arms wide in welcome. You live among us by your Spirit. You are God infinitely close. And this world is the new heaven, and your home is among us. And we can never be the same again. Amen. And our prayer for the time of the year. Loving God, thank you for all our family in Christ our Lord. And thank you that you have made us one in him and are building us into a spiritual temple of living stones, each with our own peculiar function in the heavenly kingdom of God. Instill in each of our hearts an increasing thirst after holiness and righteousness and give us an ever-deepening love for each other and for you. Keep us from petty arguments and careless words that we may minister to one another in true Christian fellowship and godly love, and in a body ministry that exalts you where the gifts and talents of each member are used and valued in the edification of the others to the praise of your holy name. Be glorified, we pray, in each and every member of your body, and use us as witnesses to the love of Jesus to those who are lost. And Father, we pray that you would unite us in godly love and Christian fellowship, as we watch for the any-day return of our Lord Jesus, in whose name we pray. Amen. And we say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details can be found on the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers and anything else I may have mentioned today. If you want to partner with Walking the Way, then please head to www.givesendgo.com forward slash walking the way, one word. And for more information about me or the podcast, head to rayborrett.co.uk. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
You can also listen to Walking the Way on TuneIn, and we're on YouTube, and if you're in America, on Radio.com. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue Walking the Way.